where entertaining meets informative. This show makes the listener feel like it's my show. You make bad news sound good. Mark K for three hours a day. Loving it! This is the Mark K Show. It's Mark K, Mark K, gotta listen to Mark K. Everybody's looking forward to it. Let's go, Brandon. Mark K, Mark K, listening to Mark K. Listening, listening, yeah. Listening, listening, yeah. Fun, 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 fun. Looking forward to it. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. I didn't want to disappoint him. What's what's up, everybody? This is the Mark K Show. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. And thank you for everyone who's tuned in today, man. I'll tell you what. Really busy day today. Really busy today. For the end of the week, we thought, ah, right, maybe we'll just maybe we'll just phone it in, you know, do like a casual, casual kind of day like most people um, that work in our office. But no, we are actually going to do some stuff today. First of all, we got this big, man, look at this. I don't know if you, you can... I don't know if you can see it. You can see it if you're streaming. If you're if you're listening to the radio, just listen to how big this is. This is the OSHA mandate. Finally, the rule that Joe Biden teased months ago has finally been written and delivered. And man, is it it reminds me a little bit of it's just like a hundred pages shy of the Mueller report. It's 250 pages printed out in its entirety. Uh so far, I've only gotten through page one. Um, but luckily, there's a three-page summary. We'll go over all of that for you here in just a minute, and we'll let you know how it affects you if you work for a company that has 100 or more employees and when you either need to, A, get the jab, or B, lose your job. Uh, that's coming up here in just a minute. Also, man, the uh, the the whole thing with Winsome Sears and Joy Reid, this MSNBC battle between Winsome Sears, the new lieutenant governor of, of the state of Virginia, and Joy Reid, unhinged MSNBC, uh, like, like uh, I guess you would say resident racist, is just, it's becoming crazier and crazier by the day. We'll bring you the latest on what's going on with that. Plus, ladies and gentlemen, multiple states. Multiple states, they were waiting for this whole COVID thing to drop just so they could file their lawsuits, and file their lawsuits they shall. And it's not just one state. It's not just two states. It's not just red states. It's not just blue states. Actually, it is just red states. But we'll get to, we'll get you all the details on that here in just a minute as well. It's Friday today, which is very exciting, which means it's Fake News Friday. We'll play some Fake News Friday, and we're going to kick it off with something we like to do every single Friday. First, we like to remind you that it's Friday! And then we like to get your motor running. We like to recap the week in review. And this week, something monumental happened in the state of Virginia that the Democrats themselves are choosing to ignore. You know what the biggest problem with the Democrat Party is? Well, besides the fact that they hate America and they spend every waking moment trying to destroy it. Besides that, the Democrats never, ever learn their lesson. When Republicans swept every race in Virginia this week... When American voters were sending the Democrats a clear message, they stuck their fingers in their ears and said, no, 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 we cannot hear you. We're not listening to you. No, 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 no. The American voting public in Virginia and New Jersey and Minnesota and several other places around the country were telling the Democrats, stop. You're heading down the wrong path. 
Your agenda is bad. We don't like what you're doing. Now, any normal person would reflect on the results of the election last Tuesday and come to some kind of understanding that, you know what? If we really want to keep our positions of power, we should probably adjust our attitudes and our agendas and try to match up with the will of the voters. After all, this is a gov government of the people and by the people and for the people. But the Democrats are not normal people. They are engineered with incredible hubris. They are built with a deep-seated sense of entitlement. Instead of listening to the masses, they tell them to kiss their asses. Instead of changing course and putting the car on the right path forward that leads to freedom and prosperity for all, they lock the doors. They put the pedal to the metal and they keep pointing the wheel straight down the dead-end road. They don't care about you. They don't like you. They don't trust you. If you vote them out, it's not because they have unpopular and dangerous ideas. It's your fault. It's because you are too stupid or too ignorant or too racist to know what's good for you. And Joe Biden is their leader. After Virginia, his entire legislative wish list was nullified, yet he keeps trying to check every item off of his socialist to-do list. He and his climate-crazy communist cronies know that next year, they're out. They will lose the House of Representatives. They may lose the Senate, which means for the next year, they have nothing to lose. And the only thing more dangerous than a Democrat in power is a Democrat in power with a deadline. This next year will not be a reset for a party that clearly is out of sync with the rest of the country. Nope, it's going to be a race to the finish to see who can finish off the United States of America first. An anti-American relay race between Pelosi, Schumer, the squad, and Joe Biden to see who can destroy more of this country before the sands and the hourglass run out. This is going to be one of the most transformative and treacherous years in our country's history. Because one year from now, the Democrats will be out of power. But until then, they have the power to destroy everything that we hold dear. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. Man, I really, it's, I've never met a group of people who were so short-sighted that when the entire country says, you guys suck, they go, nuh-uh, it's you guys who suck. But that's basically, that's basically what we're dealing with. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. And the, the evidence of this is clear. Not only is, are the Democrats going forward with a vote probably today on these multi-trillion dollar infrastructure packages, the infrastructure package that was passed, oh gosh, so long. I mean, I don't even remember. It was, month, it was like a month and a half. month and a half ago, the Democrats passed the infrastructure package with bipartisan support in the Senate. It was sent to the House of Representatives, and there it sat. There it sat just waiting for that human infrastructure package, that massive global warming, climate change, human infrastructure, let's pay for everything that we shouldn't be paying for package that the squad demanded, that Bernie Sanders demanded. Pay for college, pay for family leave, pay for this, pay for that. Everything that you put your hard-earned money into gets paid for, which means you no longer have to go out and work hard for hard-earned money. The government is going to baby you and take care of everything if the progressives get their way. The problem was Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema. They were standing in the way of the progressives because they're moderates. And they realized that this is not a progressive country. And the majority of Americans don't think the way that AOC and Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib and Cori Bush think. They actually like freedom. They like liberty. They like choice. 
They like to go to a job and work and bring home a paycheck. They don't mind paying taxes as long as the taxes are used for something smart, like building a new road or a bridge or strengthening our military or putting a wall up on the southern border. They don't like it, though, when their tax dollars are used for something stupid, like paying illegal immigrants who came here illegally $450,000 because they were separated from their families. They don't like paying for things like, oh, I don't know, uh, bribing Iran to release our hostages or stop making nuclear weapons. They don't like paying for dumb things like climate change initiatives where we destroy uh, our energy depend or independence and create a dependence on energy from foreign powers, many of whom are terrorist nations that don't like us or communist nations that would love to see us wiped off the face of the earth. That's the America. That's the America that we live in. But the progressives don't like that. So they're out there, man, and they're still fighting. And Joe Biden still wants to get these multi-trillion dollar packages passed because he knows that he's, he's running out of time. He still wants to do everything on his agenda because he knows that the clock is ticking. And we're, we've basically, maybe to our own doom, shown the Democrats the door too early. Because as I said, they're going to destroy the hotel room, man. They are they are a rock band that just had a, a, a bad show, and they're drunk on power, and they're going to throw that TV against the wall and smash the lamps and throw the mattress out the window. I don't know. what I'm sure, I'm sure one rock, but some rock bands probably did that uh, back in the day, but that's what they're trying to do. And then when we give them the bill, they're going to be gone. They're going to be like, see, not our fault. We're out. We're out that you guys pay for this. So that's basically what we're looking at today. Uh, speaking of Joe Manchin, he got attacked again. They, it's the same thing. The, it's the same methodology. The Democrats try to attack Joe Manchin at his houseboat. Doesn't work. They try to accost Kirsten Sinema in the ladies' room. Doesn't work. So instead of trying a new tact, like coming up with a better idea or actually negotiating, they just go back to the same old, same old. And we'll play you that clip here uh, in just a minute. Also, like I said, the fake news media is still trying to claim that Democrats are good and Republicans are racist, even though a black woman and a Latino man, both Republicans, won major races in Virginia. We'll get to your phone calls here in just a minute. We'll get to your open mic messages. It is Friday folks and we are just we're we're going to set your weekend up uh right quick break more of the mark k shows on the way don't go anywhere stay right where you are we'll be right back for a wise guy mark k does make a lot of great points unpredictable entertaining passionate conservative this is the mark k show The Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. 855-940-6275. 855-940-MARK is our number. Man, we're getting a ton of open mic messages today, mostly about this OSHA rule that goes into effect January the 4th regarding the vaccinations for private companies. What do politicians and COVID have in common? They both mutate. <laughs> that's very, that's very good. 855-940-MARK is our number. Paula's in Dayton. She's listening to WHIO. Hi, Paula. How are you? Hi, Mark. I'm fabulous, thanks. How are you? I'm fabulous as well, so we're twinning in that uh, situation. What's going on, Paula? What do you want to say today about, uh, you know, uh, life in general? Really, I want to just talk to you real quickly about the um, vaccine mandate. Yes. So I am, I am a full-time working professional, have been for years, and I was mandated to get the jab in order to keep my job. Okay. 
keep my job or lose my house. So you weren't given the choice to undergo weekly testing or work from home or any of that? I was not. I work for a large pharmaceutical company. Oh, okay, got it. Had the option of getting the vaccine, or there are a few a few exemptions that they're going to give. I think for religious uh, or health reasons. Got it. And okay. I'm a good health, and I'm a Christian, yeah. so you know I don't have really a, a, a good feeling. But my, what I don't understand why more people are not upset about is I go to work every day, well five days a week, and mm-hmm. I work hard, and there's money taken out of my paycheck for taxes, along with millions and millions of Americans who work hard every day. These tax dollars then are given to government-supported social programs, right? So people that are receiving government support, whether it be from a program or some of the money that they're giving out left and right, why are the people receiving the money that all of us are paying in taxes, why are they not mandated to get a vaccine? It's a great question. I am all about the free choice, right? So you can sit at home, collect government money, and they don't care whether you're getting the vaccine or not. But I had to make the choice whether to keep my job or not. It it, it upsets me. It makes me crazy, Mark. Well, no, me too, Paul. And the other thing that, uh, you know, the other thing that typically, and the reason is because the the problem with Democrats, okay, one of the problems with Democrats, the left, is that they don't understand how anything works. They don't understand economics. They don't understand taxes. They've never actually dealt with, because Democrats go into... Democrats go into politics because they want to uh, they want to make money. Uh, and, and what happens with you know, typically conservatives or Republicans is they make money and they want to keep it. So then they go into politics. You should never go into public service with the idea or expectation that you're going to come out richer than when you go in. If anything, if you're doing it right, you're rich when you go in, you're able to sustain yourself, you bring with you a little bit of knowledge about economics and industry and that kind of thing, and then you leave poorer than when you went in. Um, But Democrats, they like to go in, they like to serve forever, they get their great health care, they get their pension, and then they go out and they write books or they sell artwork or they they sell influence like the Clintons did, and they become, you know, billionaires. So as a a result, what happens is you have someone like Joe Biden who says we're going to mandate the vaccine, not thinking that Americans who are used to freedom of choice, who are used to being in charge of their own bodies and their own health decisions and their own decisions, period, are going to be like, all right, you know what? See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. I will walk away from my job. I'll walk away from my job in the federal government. I'll walk away from my job in the military. I'll walk away from my job at this bank, or I'll walk away from my job at this police station or fire station. I'll walk away from my job, and I will figure out a way to make a living as on my own as an entrepreneur because that's what America was built on. And the more people that do that, the fewer people there will be paying the taxes, the payroll taxes, for example, paying into the social security system. And the smaller the workforce, the less money Joe Biden and his government will have to spend on all of these social programs that you were talking about. All of these people who are leeching off of the government because they don't want to work anymore because Joe Biden's proven they don't have to. uh, They're not going to get the money because you're not paying into the system anymore. In fact, you may actually become one of those people. But what Joe Biden doesn't realize is a bigger workforce, more people working, is more revenue for the government. When jobs are down, so are taxes. And that's how the government makes their money. Now, their answer to that is, well, you know what? The rich people aren't paying their fair share. If those filthy, disgusting, mean, old, angry rich people, greedy SOBs that they are, would just pay their fair share 
then we'd be fine. No one else would have to work. We'd all get free education and free health care, and we could save the world by spending enough money to stop hurricanes dead in their tracks. We would be okay, but it's just the mean rich people. Really, there's more unemployed people who could make up the brunt of what we need to pay every single year who aren't working than there are rich people who we need to tax 40 or 50 or 60%. But again, when you go into politics at the age of 30 without any experience in the real world, when you go into politics because you want to become famous, not because you already are famous for creating something worthwhile for the country or the world or the universe or whatever, then you have a real problem. You're going into politics not knowing how the world works. And if you don't know how the world works and you start messing around with it, odds are you're going to break it. For example... Take somebody who doesn't know how their engine works and tell them to change the oil or jumpstart the car or even put in more windshield washer fluid. Odds are they're going to end up costing more money than they would have spent had they hired a professional in the first place. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Quick break. More on this mandate, by the way. We got, the, we got it all here. We'll read through a little bit of it in just a minute. Stay tuned to the Marcation. Show. We'll be right back. You know what? I think Governor Abbott in Texas should give $5,000 to anybody that crosses the border. And when they come to grab their money, you lock them up. That's a great idea, man. We're getting a lot of open mic messages from all over the place. For some obsidious reason, my work is doing the whole Biden mandate testing or the Fauci ouchie. And me and my friends at work, I believe out of 100 people, there's only three of us that don't have the Fauci ouchie. And the three of us have agreed that we we are going to do it only on company time, meaning we punch in, we go to the bar, do a shot, and maybe an appetizer or a special. Go get the jab <laughs> or the test, I mean, and then go back to the bar and have a beer. And, you know, unfortunately, the OSHA regulation that finally came out, the 250-page rule, which is right here. So, I mean, this is it's making the desk shake every time I tap it. Uh, it's right here. It's huge. It's almost the size of the Mueller report. And this whole, this OSHA ruling, which we've been waiting forever for, is, is, it's, it's interesting. It's not as comprehensive as you might think, but there's so much in it that it's going to create a, uh, a nightmare for the lawyers in all of the states that are currently suing Joe Biden's administration for government overreach and creating this unconstitutional rule that OSHA actually has no ability or um, they have no authority to uh, you know, uh, mandate on the American working public. But let's get into that a little bit here because this is I, we have a lot of people calling already saying that now that they know the date, now that they know what's up, now that they know their employer will have to um, will have to, you know, uh, play by the rules or else they're now at risk for losing their jobs. OSHA released also a three-page summary here of what exactly this means. But to give you the really, really short, uh, the really, really short version, if you work for a company that has 100 or more employees, 100 or more employees, it means that your company, private company, now we're not talking about public or federal workers anymore, all private corporations, if you have a business that has 100 or more employees, they will have to either A, submit proof of vaccination, or B, submit themselves to weekly testing for COVID-19. Unvaccinated workers face grave danger, they say, uh, which is weird because if the I guess they're trying to save unvaccinated workers from themselves, which is a typical liberal move. 
liberals don't believe, they don't trust you to make uh, decisions that are good for you and your family. So they want to force you to make decisions that they think are good for you and your family, which flies right in the face of the, um, of the Constitution of the United States. Anyway, January 4th is the date that this all goes into effect. Now, a lot of people have already... Um, been notified by their companies or they're already working for companies that have established these rules, put them in place prior to this mandate, prior to this OSHA regulation uh, going into effect so that they can be in compliance already. Why would they do that? Well, because if they don't comply, there will be violations and fines and fees. And basically what happens is that any company that does not submit to this or show compliance when asked or just ignore it will be uh, will be fined upwards of thirteen thousand to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars per employee. So if OSHA knocks on the door and says yes, we'd like to see your vaccination compliance, and you have you walk them over to HR and they see that you have one hundred employees and fifty of them have submitted vaccination records and forty eight of them have submitted weekly tests and two of them have not submitted a vaccination card or a weekly negative test OSHA could look at you and say wow we're finding you hundred and fifty thousand dollars for each of those two employees who have not submitted and who you have not forced to submit uh, you know, either a weekly test or a vaccina vaccination card. Um, that's a, that's a, the $150,000. It's $300,000. Now, if you're a company that has 100 employees, $300,000 is a lot of money. I mean, even if you're a company that has 10,000 employees, $300,000 is a lot of money. Not as much, but it's still a lot of money to pay in fines. And they'll come back to you the month after that. And they'll come back to you the month after that. And they're going to keep coming after you and grabbing that money because really in the end it's a it's a power grab and it's a money grab so they know i mean look they're not we say look they're they're dangerous they're they're evil but they're not stupid joe biden and his uh his communist cronies they know that your company likes money more than your company likes you it's just a fact if you think otherwise then you're <laughs> then you then you're disillusioned your company is there to make a profit not to employ you you, if your employment helps them make a profit, then they love you. But if your employment uh, stops making them a profit or even worse, costs them money, then you're not going to be around much longer. And the government knows that. Joe Biden and then the people that are running him, they know all that. That's why these massive fines are being put in place by OSHA. So your company, if it's 100 people or more, will start instituting this if they haven't already. Uh, not a direct vaccine mandate like the federal government, where if you're a federal employee or contractor, you must get the vaccine. There is no opt-out. There is no weekly test. It's one and done. Um, but the other thing is, if you're looking at this as as a uh, you know as an entrepreneurial thing, or from the from the, if you're looking at this from the outlook of your employer, I feel like a couple of things are going to happen. Not only is this expensive if you violate this mandate, but it's also expensive to implement, to make sure that you've now got people in place who can monitor this, to buy weekly tests, to make sure that you've got compliance issues, all, you know, the back and forth. It's going to be expensive for every single company. There's two things you could do. Number one, if you have a company with 100 employees, you could maybe divide that in half and create two companies with 50 employees each. That's one thing I know some smaller businesses um, are planning to do. Or 
let's say you're a company with 101 employees. You're going to walk around the office. You're going to look at the you're going to look at the productivity reports. You're going to look at people's attitudes and you're going to be like, "You know what? If I just get rid of two of these people, then I'm I don't need to worry. If I just get rid of two employees, I no longer have to worry about any of this crap." And I'm going to be honest with you. There's a lot of companies out there with 101, 105, 120 employees who would find it easier to just get rid of two dozen people, get them off the books, than to make sure that every single month every one of their employees is in compliance. Otherwise, they're going to risk hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of fines. That's what's going to happen. And it's going to create more unemployment because of the the um, the people that are opting out of the workforce and leaving over this mandate. And then, of course, the people that are opting to fire their employees so they reduce the size of their country. This flies in the face of everything the United States is about and capitalism is about. When you start a company, you start a company by yourself in your garage. You start a company with your, your wife or your kids around the kitchen table. You start a company with your buddy or your best friend in, in, a, in a small office somewhere. And your goal, your hope, your desire is to grow that company. You don't want to have to fire people because the government's mandating you do something you don't want to do. You want to continue to grow your company. You want to be able to grow beyond 100 employees. You want 1,000 employees, 10,000 employees. You want offices and outlets and, and you know, franchises in every single city across the globe. That's the goal of business. It's not to get to a certain point and plateau at 99 employees so you don't have to worry about OSHA coming and taking all your money and fines. Your goal should be, you should not be worried about any of that. You should just be focused on building your company, providing that service, and making and enhancing as many lives as possible, not just your customers, but also your employees. And they're destroying all of that because, again, they've never been in your shoes. Joe Biden has never owned a business. Joe Biden has never worked for a business or a company. Joe Biden has never created anything in his life. Very few Democrats ever have. Barack Obama never created anything. Joe Biden never created anything. The Clintons never created anything. These people have been in politics since day one. The worst thing you can do, the worst thing you can do is vote for somebody who's young and a Democrat. Because that's somebody who is you're sending to Washington to handle your money, to handle your laws, to create a lifestyle for you and your family that's never created anything at all. The younger the Democrat, the more dangerous they are. Joe Biden has been there since he was 30. He has no experience in the real world, yet there he sits in the White House telling everybody how they're going to run their businesses, how they're going to treat their employees, how they're going to survive this pandemic. It's, it's ridiculous when you think about it. And if anything, there should be real-world experience required for anybody who holds the highest office in the land. 35 years of age, that may not be an If we're going to change anything in the Constitution, let's leave the First Amendment alone. Let's leave the Second Amendment alone. Let, yeah, hell, we'll leave all... Let's create a new amendment that raises the minimum age of President of the United States to 45 years old. Because by the time you're 45, hopefully, hope to God, you've had at least one real job in your life. Well, no, because you could still, we'd have to raise the Senate and the House of Representatives. You know, let's raise them all. We should also put an age limit on it. Probably like somewhere between like 45 and maybe 70. 
I would say maybe we cap it there. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Quick break. We got a bunch of people on the line that all that want to comment because they know they're getting directly affected. We're going to hear from you guys here in just a minute. 855-940-MARK. Quick break. More of the Mark K Show is coming up. Whether you're pro-vax, anti-vax, or somewhere in between, you should be alarmed by this Biden administration's governmental overreach. I've got, what's in between pro-vax and anti-vax? What's I don't know. That's it's either, I feel like it's either one or the other. Switzerland, right? It's always Switzerland, Switzerland? in between. Yeah. They don't get vaccinated in Switzerland, no, or they, they yeah. do. Maybe. I don't know. Or they don't tell you, or they yeah. don't. Yeah. Eight five five nine four zero Mark is our number. Eight five five nine four zero Mark. If you're trying to get there, we have a bunch of people that want to comment about uh, what's happening with. And January fourth is the new date. By the way, it was supposed to be in December, but you know they had a lot of special interest groups say, "Please God, not before Christmas." We don't want the truckers to quit. We don't want the supply chains disrupted already more than you guys have disrupted them. Uh, just wait till after the holidays. So holidays go through. I guess January first, but then I think that's a Saturday, whatever. Then the sex so the fourth is when you have to um is when you have to comply with this new rule uh, from OSHA or suffer the consequences. Eight five five nine four zero Mark is our number. John is in Jacksonville listening to WOKV. Hi, John. How are you? Hey, I'm doing all right. Oh, good. What's um, up, John? What do you want to say? I just wanted to uh, point out some some worrisome inconsistencies, and then I had a quick thing I wanted to say about where I work. Okay, sure. Um, so if you get vaccinated and you can still get sick and you can still die, you can still spread COVID, why force people to take a shot? And they say it's because the it'll lessen your symptoms. And the hospitals are overran. So if it's only going to help me, why isn't that my choice? If the hospitals are overran, why are they firing tens of thousands of healthcare workers who have been in the industry for uh, two years or a year and a half or however long now and we're perfectly fine? And then the other thing is, um, I don't know if anyone has thought of this yet, but I think it's a very scary thing for um, the federal government to be asking you to get an exemption. And in that exemption, you have to tell the federal government what religion you are. That's terrifying because the federal government has no business compiling data on people's religions. Yeah. So one of the other inconsistencies is if it's too dangerous for me to work here, if I'm unvaccinated, why all of a sudden when I tell you my religion, is it okay? Right. And uh, then all listen, all those are all great points, Joe. They're all great points. And one by one, let me just let me just tell you. First of all, th you're right about the inconsistencies. For example, one of the things that they're telling you is if you show proof of vaccination, if you show your vaccination card, I got my double dose of Pfizer, I got my two Modernas, I got my single J and J. Here's my card, scan it, put it on my personal file. If you do that, you're done. You don't have to take a weekly test, which means you don't have to come in every week and prove that you don't have COVID-19, which if you're vaccinated, you can still get. We work with a guy who was vaccinated, got COVID-19, was out for 10 days, put everybody in a world of misery. 
Sorry. I, mean, I think out of the three of us, I was in the most misery. No, I you were right. Everybody. But we were oh, also a little right, miserable, right, too. Right, so right. everybody, if you, it was in her world, her world of hurt. Uh, but anyway, so what happens is these vaccinated employees can still show up to work. They could have the COVID. They could be breathing on people. They could be licking people. They could be doing whatever. I don't know what you do at your job. But whatever you're doing, you could be vaccinated, show your card, walk in there, and still have the uh, COVID-19 uh, virus and be contagious. But no one's going to know it because you're not getting tested. Now, flip the script a little bit on those employees who didn't show proof of vaccination and said, I will take the weekly test. You know those employees every single week are safe. You know that they don't have COVID. You know that if they breathe on you or sneeze on you or lick you accidentally, then you're not going to get COVID-19. You may get some other terrible disease, but not COVID-19. So it makes no sense that the people who are vaccinated don't have to get tested. Why not just test everybody? Why not just say, hey, if we really want to stop the spread of COVID-19, we should know who's got it or not. So take the test. If you've got COVID-19, stay home for 10 days. If you don't, you're welcome at work. The people that take the test, they're the safest people to be around. Not the people who show their vaccine card and say, I'm done. You don't have, you'll never know if I have COVID or not. There's a lot of inconsistencies. The religious exemption, great point. Being Catholic doesn't change the fact that you may or may not get COVID-19, yet the government is allowing that exemption. Well, why not exemptions for other things? Because they know that there is, it's all about the lobbies. It's all about who they think is going to give them the most headache, which uh, rights they're willing to step on and which rights they want to leave alone. None of it has anything to do with science or health. At this point, it's all about government overreach and government power. Joe Biden has set himself a goal to get 90% of this country vaccinated. He set himself a goal to defeat COVID-19. And in the end, what's going to happen is COVID-19 is going to defeat him. And I don't mean he's going to die from COVID-19. Uh, I am just mean it's going to be the, the downfall of his party, which it already is in many aspects. Hey, thanks so much for the call. We really appreciate it. Uh, Kevin is in Crestview, Florida. Hi, Kevin. How are you? Good. How are you doing, Mark? Fantastic, Kevin. What's going on, man? What would you want to say today? Uh, so, yeah, I work uh, for the military down here. I'm a retired uh, Army. I did 21 years, and um, I'm also 100% disabled from the military, so my job sourcing is very limited on what I can do. Yeah. And so uh, with this job that I do, it's um, it's very easy on my body and uh, sure. I'm, I'm around working individuals. So it makes it a lot easier for me. Well, we also got the word um, about this mandate and uh, about the 100 workers uh, or more. We don't even have 100 workers in our office, but since the, the company has contracts throughout the united states they compile that into one company so it destroys our office yeah no i and, uh, and i apologize kevin we're gonna have to we actually have to take a quick break um 855-940 mark is our number but thank you so much for your service i'll break we we're gonna mention that here in just a minute too more of your phone calls more of your open mic messages more of the mark k show coming up stay tuned so three percent of the population is going to get so sick that they may have to go to the hospital this pill will cure 90 percent of that which means we're less than percent of a percent can we get back to business now please i'll tell you what man there's uh there's this new pill that, that, that he's talking about this pfizer pill i and this is the really interesting timing of this all i don't know who times these announcements but pfizer 
came out with an announcement that they're releasing a pill. They're seeking emergency usage for their new pill that is not a, um, it's not what a lot of people are confused. They think it's a an, an oral vaccination. Like you take a pill instead of getting the shot. That's not what it is at all. It's a treatment. It's a treatment. Uh, Pfizer, the company that makes the very famous vaccine, they say that the uh, basically what they have now is a, a treatment when used with an HIV drug to slow the metabolism really basically like gets rid of 89% of hospitalizations for people with COVID, vaccinated or unvaccinated. And they're saying, in fact, Scott Gottlieb, I have the, uh, Scott Gottlieb, by the way, was the, he was the, uh, he's a Pfizer board member. He's the former FDA chairman. And he was on Squawk Box on MSNBC. And he was asked about this, about this new drug. Listen to him uh, explain exactly what's going to happen here. Well, look, there weren't comparative trials done. The uh, bottom line is we have an overwhelming toolbox right now to combat COVID. And this is a phenomenal result. This exceeded any reasonable expectation with all the usual caveats that this was a trial that was stopped early by the Data Monitoring, Monitoring Committee for overwhelming efficacy. I think the bottom line is the end of the end of the pandemic, at least as it relates to the United States, is in sight right now. The end of the pandemic, at, at least in the United States, is in sight right now. And it's not because Joe Biden got 90% of the population vaccinated. It's not because of the booster shots or anything like that. It's because Pfizer has created, get this, a treatment. Isn't that a novel idea? Instead of forcing people to get vaccinated against a disease that's not going to kill them anyway, or at least kill a large portion of them if they get it, let's get treatment for those who do get it. Just like we do with, oh, I don't know, every other single disease out there. We don't give people cancer vaccines. We screen them. If they get it, we offer them treatment. And if they don't want the treatment, they don't have to take it and they can, you know, go home and, and spend their final days with their family and loved ones. It's their choice. Well, at least now it is. But COVID is different. COVID is so deadly and so devastating that we've got to mandate everybody get vac vaccinations, uh, get a weekly test, or lose their jobs. And that's exactly what the government's going to do. Pfizer now is saying, you don't have to do that. We have a pill that Scott Gottlieb says, I mean, this is the end of the pandemic. I think the bottom line is the end of the end of the pandemic, at least as it relates to the United States, is in sight right now. And if we and if we give the uh, if we give these companies the treatment, if we give them the ability to get this treatment out there, you won't need vaccine mandates. If you can tell people, hey, listen, if you get covid, we've got a treatment. Pfizer can make sure that you're not going to go to the hospital. You're not going to die. Pfizer can treat this thing, and at the same time, you can build up your natural immunity, then Joe Biden won't need to worry about these OSHA rules. They won't need to worry about this 250-page document that tells your employer, you better force your employees to get vaccinated or weekly testing or else suffer the financial consequences at the hand of the overreaching Biden administration. You don't have to do that anymore because there may be a treatment. But you'll notice the federal government, they're not, in, they're not interested in treatment. If they were interested in treatment, you know what they'd be doing? They'd be doing what Ron DeSantis was doing here in Florida, what governors all over the country were doing. They would be getting the uh, monoclonal antibodies. They would be purchasing them on behalf of their constituents, on behalf of their citizens, and they would be handing those out for free. That's what happened. That's what that's what did a lot to mitigate the last surge of COVID of the Delta variant here in Florida. It could be working around the United States of America, but you know what Joe Biden did instead? He bought up all of the monoclonal antibodies, he bought them all up, and he decided which states were going to get them. He didn't let the states take care of their own citizens. It was an, He didn't like that some governor in some state that didn't vote for him and didn't like him came up with a better idea to treat COVID-19 than he did, or that the people that control 
Joe Biden came up with. It's a battle that shouldn't be fought. The goal should be the same. It should be to help those people save the lives of the people who get COVID-19 while not taking away the liberties and the freedoms of those who don't. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Sean is in Dayton, Ohio. He's listening on WHIO. Hello, Sean. How are you? Hey, doing good, Mark. How about yourself? Oh, fantastic, Sean. What's going on, man? What do you want to say today? Awesome. Well, um, two things. One, actually, the first guy that you spoke with in Florida there, I forget his name, but uh, he actually hit what I was going to bring up to you, which is just the, the whole point that I don't, you know, people aren't really talking about too much, but it's the, the fact that, you know, whether you're vaccinated or not, uh, you can still spread it. So so why do the people who are vaccinated even care if, if you know, if I don't have a vaccine because it's only going to affect me. It's not going to hurt them any more or less uh, or, you know, cut down on yeah. spreading, spreading the virus across the board anyway. Well, but I mean, the fact um, of the matter is, yes, if you believe the government, if you believe what they tell you, you're safer, not safe, but you're safer if you have the vaccine. So if you have the vaccine already, whether or not someone else has a vaccine should be of little or no concern to you. Yet it seems to be of concern to everybody. Right, which that makes no sense. But, you know, since he already hit that point, I appreciate you going through that. That's awesome. By the way, I love you guys. I show you a great job, man. Oh, well, we listen, all we appreciate, appreciate you very much. Well, thank you. Um, but uh, one one other thing I wanted to say, and this is with uh, Mr. Ron DeSantis. I'm, uh, I, I saw him the other day um, uh, speaking about, I think it was yesterday, about uh, about this new mandate with uh, the companies with over 100 employees. And yeah. um, I, I could be wrong, but correct me if I if I misheard, but I believe that he said that he is going to do everything in his power to be sure that those mandates do not get, um, that, that he's not going to uh, pretty much do anything about them, you know, make sure that, um, you know, nobody's going to actually enforce that mandate in in this in Florida. Yes, that's exactly right. Basically, here's the deal: we uh, the way this all worked out, and I guarantee that this I 100 believe that this was by design with the Biden administration. Now, notice I don't say Joe Biden. I have to stop saying Joe Biden because we know that guy's not even even in control of his own of his own bowels. So how could he be in control of such important legislation? Uh, but the fact of the matter is this OSHA rule took so long and it's so big. And the the timing between, because here's what happened. Joe Biden about two months ago came forward and said, here's what I'm going to mandate. I am going to mandate that all companies, that all companies with 100 employees or more do A, B, C, or D. And what happened automatically was in preparation, companies of their own accord, of their own accord, they already they just jumped out there, uh, and all the airlines, American Airlines, Southwest Airlines, United Airlines, they just went ahead and said, "We know it's coming. We're going to go ahead and do it. We're going to do these mandates on our own." And what happened after that was everybody else, the states, were waiting. They couldn't sue Joe Biden until until there was an actual rule in effect. You can't say something is unconstitutional if it's not something. And until yesterday, Joe Biden's words were simply just that, Joe Biden's words. The executive order is one thing. That's for federal employees and federal contractors. But the mandate for 100,000, or I'm sorry, corporations with 100 or more employees, that didn't actually come out until yesterday. So Ron DeSantis and, and Kevin Stitt and Greg Abbott and Christy Nome and all the other League of Extraordinary Governor members, they were basically 
They were sitting back waiting for the mandate to come down. Now that it's come down, they can sue. And sue they have. In fact, 11 states immediately, because they were preparing, they were ready to go. We don't call them the League of Extraordinary Governors for no reason. They know. They can. They not only know how to handle situations, but they can see situations coming. It's like they have the power to look into the future. And that's one of the things that makes these governors truly extraordinary. 11 of them, 11 states immediately filed suit against the United States of America and Joe Biden's unconstitutional mandate coming from OSHA, a, a division of the government, which, by the way, has no authority to do what they're doing. Anyone want to take a guess at any of the states of the 11 that have actually already sued the Biden administration? Anyone? Hannah, do you have a guess? Okay, can I guess a couple? You can. Well, let's go back. Let's do one at a time. Okay, I'm going to say Florida. Florida is, I mean, come on, that's like a gimme. Okay, do you want me to, my other guess? No, no, that's fine. Florida okay. is one of them. Josh? I'm going to guess my home state, Texas. Texas is, uh, I'm sorry, incorrect. Hmm, this game seems rigged. Uh, Hannah? I'm going to say Montana. Montana. Correct. Can I guess another? <laughs> no, Josh is going to say West Texas. You're going to say West Texas is not a state. Mm. <laughs> Hannah. Wyoming. Wyoming. That's a good one. That's three. Wow, she's killing you. All right, so it's got to be one. Of them. Let's try East Texas. Oh, I, I was already, I just buzzed you before you even answered. Sorry. Uh, no, Hannah, try You want to go for four? Mm, yeah, I'll go for four. Alabama. Alabama. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Uh, you should have asked for West Alabama. <laughs> oh, that was... Sorry. <laughs> Josh, you go, no. Uh, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, Montana, Nebraska, New Hampshire, North Dakota, South Dakota, Wyoming, uh, Florida. Oh, and also Missouri. Pardon me. Is that 11? One? Yeah, that looks like... Uh, but uh, look, there's going to be more and more states joining this. Those are the 11 so far that have filed their individual lawsuits. This is going to turn out to be a massive legal battle between half of the United States and the federal government. And when half of the United States sues the federal government over the constitutionality of some kind of dictum that they put forward using one of their government offices or agencies that doesn't even really have the power to do what they're claiming that agency has the power to do, it always ends up in the Supreme Court. And hopefully, much like the unconstitutional and illegal government overreach program of the eviction moratorium, for landlords, uh, this will be thrown out as well. The only problem is, between now and the time the Supreme Court says you can't do this, a lot of people are going to be forced to get the vaccine or lose their job. And Joe Biden knows that. That's why they waited so long from the official announcement that Joe Biden made to actually distributing and publishing the rule. And that's why they're waiting so long uh, and made it so thick and so big that it's going to take a very long time for discovery and uh, complaints and all of the back and forth. And it could be months. It could be half a year before we get the Supreme Court's decision that this is unconstitutional. And how many people will be unemployed or forcibly vaccinated between now and then? Millions. And Joe Biden just doesn't care. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Quick break. We'll get to more of your phone calls here in Un Minuto. Stay tuned. More of the Marque Show coming up. Oh, this is my 
microphone on? Hello? I got it. I got it. I got my microphone. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. By the way, totally random question we came up with over the break because uh, we were talking about the trombone. <laughs> Hannah and I both played the trombone. Not the same trombone, different trombones. Yep. Uh, but she played the trombone. Passed down. She quit the trombone. I remain. I played the trombone faithfully all throughout high school, uh, and then I donated it to a TGI Friday so they could hang it on the wall. Because really? really, that's what they like to do. They like to hang old instruments. Oh. and you know, license plates and random crap okay. on the wall. Of we the donated ours to the Sounds middle like- school band. Oh, like I guess back yeah. to a future kid. I guess you could have done that. I could have yeah, done but that. But I'm sure the wall really enjoyed it. Uh, but anyway, so uh, so we both played the trombone, and one of the things I remember really enjoying about playing so the trombone. Nice. And anyone who ever played a brass instrument, it's not just the trombone, the trumpet, oh, the yeah. French horn, yep, the sousaphone, flugelhorn, yeah. all of them. The tuba. They all, the tuba, yeah. Uh, they all have the same thing. It's called a spit valve. Spit valve, oh yeah. Because when you play the trombone or the trumpet, you're basically pursing your lips together and going, yeah. and a lot of spit builds up. Yeah, very good. Yeah. A lot of, you never should have quit. Um, a lot of spit builds up in the instrument, so there's a little tiny valve, a little hole, mm-hmm. and you you hit the valve, and, and you, you, blow. you go... Oh, yeah, like you're blowing up a balloon. And what happens is the spit <laughs> dribbles out, and it was really disgusting, because as you were playing, you would hear, instead of a nice, solid note, like... <laughs> It'd be a little wet, yeah. It would go... <laughs> it would start to stutter, like a, oh, like, yeah. a, like when you're starting up an airplane. Exactly, uh-huh. yeah. So you'd, you'd empty it through the spit valve, but I was just thinking, because this was years before COVID, what do children or kids in band class these days do with the spit of the spit valve? Are they allowed to do? Because what we would do, we'd be in band class and we would just, <laughs> just lean bloat right onto yeah. the floor. That's right on the so floor, yeah. And some kid walking out would like slip on it, like, oh, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> sorry. You, you landed in my spit. You slipped hazing, on my yeah. spit. It was disgusting. Um, but I don't know if you can still do that in COVID, if you can just empty your spit valve onto the floor. I wonder if there's like a spit valve catheter that you just kind of. Shove yeah. it up there, and it just collects all the spit valve and a nice little Ziploc baggie. Like a little baggie hanging yeah. off your trombone that, like, yeah. flops around. It just, like, drips ever so slowly. <laughs> and there's a big red box that you put on the wall with a right. red skeleton on it. Biological it says hazardous, uh, yeah, hazardous waste. Yeah. yeah, because it could, I mean, who's? it could be full of COVID. Yeah, you never know. It's crazy. Hey, if anyone know, if any band teachers are listening to the show. What do you do? Probably you should be teaching band right now, but also, yeah, what do you... Uh, <laughs> Get back to work. What do you do? 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Jim is in Jacksonville. He's listening to WOKV. Hi, Jim. How are you? Well, I love your show, and uh, I don't know if you remember, but I'm the one that told you right at Rush's death. I said, I think you ought to take Rush's spot. And I'm so glad I did because you're doing a fantastic job. Oh, well, Jim, I really appreciate I do remember a lot of people suggesting that. And, uh, you know, it, and it came to be. And I, and like I said, I, I appreciate the recommendation. And thanks for the, the props, too. We appreciate it, Jim. The reason for my call is I'm really upset. Uh, I've lost now two friends who have died as a direct result of the shot. Mm-hmm. And then I've got a whole bunch of other friends who have suffered massive injuries as a result of the shot. And nobody's talking about this. I mean, I just watched a, a video yesterday about a pilot who almost who almost passed out after the shot while flying, and um, and now can never can never can never fly again. So I think we need to focus more on the damage this shot is doing to people. Charlie Kirk has done a lot of uh, shows on this where he's actually had his audience call in and say, "What's what's been your experience with the shot?" And yeah. then the stuff that the stuff that's being reported will curl your hair. 
Sure. And I mean, I, well, I don't, I don't have any hair, so I don't have to worry about that. But Jim, we have a lot of people <laughs> all the time, yourself included. Uh, we have people call every week, um, discussing what happened to them when they got the shot, or what happened to their their friend when they got the shot. And you know, it, whenever somebody calls up, I mean, we we take them for their word. There are instances where people have drastic allergic reactions or medical problems arise from their vaccination or their multiple vaccinations. But the fact of the matter is, that's not stopping the government right now. The number one goal is we've got to stop the mandate somehow because number one it's unconstitutional and number two look back at number one that's all that should matter 855-940-MARK is our number 855-940-6275 jim thanks so much for the call quick break we'll be right back yeah, it's the mark k show 855-940-MARK is our number 855-940-6275 by the way now would be the best time ever for you to claim your own original vaccine passport now that the OSHA regulations are going through on January the 4th. If you don't yet have the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights, Amendments 11 through 27, all wrapped up in a very cute little vaccine passport package, uh, you can claim yours right now at OriginalVaccinePassport.com. If you want the bulk order, the Patriot Pack of 20, for all your friends and family this Christmas, OriginalVaccinePassport.com slash Patriot. 855-940-MARK is our number. This, this whole OSHA mandate, it's gotten everybody, it's gotten everybody in a tizzy. Uh, we'll give you just like, like the highlights once again. Uh, the Biden, this is from The Hill. The Biden administration published its vaccination mandate for businesses on Thursday, setting a January 4th deadline in line with the date set for healthcare workers and employees of federal contractors. So now everybody's got the same date. The administration said it was on a strong legal grounds with the rule, which an official noted is not technically a vaccine mandate, as businesses can also choose to make regular testing and mask wearing an option. The mandate, which applies to businesses with at least 100 employees and is expected to cover 84 million people, was developed by the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, a.k.a. OSHA, for short, senior administration officials said OSHA's emergency temporary standard to enact the mandate is well within OSHA's authority under the law and consistent with OSHA's requirements to protect workers from health and safety hazards, including infectious diseases. Officials also said there is, quote, well-established legal precedent for OSHA's authority to develop safety and health standards and that OSHA has broad authority to issue blah, 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 blah. Uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott who ordered that no business in Texas can impose a vaccine mandate on employees or customers, and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who sought to ban vaccine mandates in his states, have vowed to fight the vaccine mandate in court. The standard penalty, by the way, will be 1,003... I'm sorry, well, the standard penalty is 13,653 for a single violation, but could be as much as 136000 $532, very random dollar amounts from one of the most random administrations we've ever had. Keep in mind that the OSHA rule coming out is not a mandate for a vaccine, an official said. Employers can put in a mandatory vaccination program or there's the other route of vaccination for those who choose to and testing and masks for those that don't. It also requires employees to provide paid time off to workers to get vaccinated and paid leave to employees to recover from any side effects from the vaccine that keep employees from being able to work. One thing I'd like to point out, one thing I'd like to point out in all of this is that if you decide to go and get the vaccine, your employer must pay for it, not the vaccine. The taxpayers pay for that. 
but your employer must pay for the time it takes you. They can't dock your pay. You can go during working hours, or if it's non-working hours, they have to reimburse you, blah, 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 blah. But if there is a mask mandate and or a weekly testing mandate, your employer, your employer is not required by this OSHA mandate to pay for those. Those expenses could be told by your employer that they are out-of-pocket expenses, meaning that if you decide not to get vaccinated and go and upload your vaccination card to your HR representative so that you can continue to do your job and allow your employer to profit off of your time and talent, if you, if you say, all right, I'll get vaccinated so you can make money off of my blood, sweat, and tears and creativity, if that's happening, then okay, fine. But if you don't do that and you opt for the weekly testing, there's no rule that says your employer has to pay for it. And that can get very, very expensive. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275 is our number. Let's go back real quick because we have a lot of people that want to comment about this. It's big on everyone's minds. This is Craig in St. Augustine listening on WOKV. Hi, Craig. How are you? How are you, Mr. Mark? What's going on, man? How are you? I'm okay. I'm a, I'm a little upset about the Pfizer treatment pill. Why all of a sudden now this is such a big thing, but yet for the last year, two years, whatever it is, people could have taken the monoclonal cocktail. You could have had the hydrochloroquine, the ivermectin. All that's no good, but Pfizer is okay. Pfizer, yeah, Ooh. Pfizer's okay. Right. So who who does who's got someone in the Pfizer family that that's the one that's okay versus everything else that's out there and proven to be okay before this? It's a great point, Craig. I mean, all those doctors got doxxed and they were ridiculed and they got ripped off of social media when they stood in front of the Capitol building and said uh, hydroxychloroquine is a great way to treat COVID. That was a year ago. And then Joe yep. Rogan got trolled by CNN hard. Luckily, he was able to troll them back. Uh, but when he said he took ivermectin, they said you're taking a horse with dewormer. And he was on the brink of suing their asses. Now you've got a Pfizer pill that's coming out and everybody's, everybody's lauding it. And the reason is because Pfizer and the CDC, they are, I mean, they're intertwined. There's so many people in the CDC who have worked for Pfizer at one point or, or will in the future and vice versa. I mean, and when you, when you have an organization like the CDC, the FDA, you need people from the private sector and they're all working for Pfizer. And I guarantee if they don't work there anymore, maybe they got some stock options on the way out the door. So yeah, you bring up, that's something that we should definitely not ignore. Yep. And how much does Pfizer contribute to the Biden administration or to Democrats that they get what seems to be preferential treatment? It's very, very discouraging and aggravating. Yeah. I mean, I get evidently they didn't donate enough to Terry McAuliffe, but maybe they'll <laughs> maybe, maybe they'll. Hey, thanks so much for the call, Craig. Maybe they'll donate a lot more uh, in the in the upcoming midterms. Bob in Jamestown listening to WHIO. Hi, Bob. How are you? Fine, Mark. How are you today? Fantastic. Happy Friday, James. What's on your or Bob? What's on your mind? Uh, my question really revolves around the mandates. With everything that we're seeing and everything that's happening, how come there's been no really public issues or public outcry as far as people actually that are not working for the federal government, but the people that are recipients of the federal government, meaning all the people that's on the EBT card, Social yeah. Security that is collecting it that's not really truly should be collecting it right. um people that's on welfare those types of people that are a huge contributor to the covid i would say but 
there's no push for them to get it, just the working class. Right. And what about all the illegal immigrants who are pouring over the border that we're letting in and that we're flying around the country and that we're dumping in uh, major cities in the middle of the night? What about them? They're not even tested, let alone given a vaccination or required to get a vaccine. It's really it's really mind boggling that the people that are that are out there every and what about the people that just quit? I mean, that's the other thing. We have 100 million people, according to the jobs report this month, who are out of work. There's not working. They're not seeking jobs. They're not looking for jobs. There's plenty of jobs. They could all get jobs right now. They don't want them. They're not even working. And everybody else who's stepping up, who's doing their duty, who's providing for themselves and their family and their government, by the way, because when you have a job, you pay taxes, and those taxes go to everybody who's decided, I'm not going to work anymore, I'm not going to pay taxes, and therefore I'm not going to have to get a vaccination or a weekly test. All of those people are being supported by the people who actually work. I mean, Joe, it's like Joe Biden, it's almost like he doesn't want the Democrats to get any more votes ever. Because when this mandate goes through in January 4th, two things happen. Number one, there will be lawsuits after lawsuit after lawsuit. There will be a federal worker shortage. There will be a national worker shortage. The, the number of people in uh, regular uh, full-time jobs will decline. People will not give in to this. If their employers are saying you've got, got to get vaccinated or we're going to give you the ax, if it's jab or job, a lot of people are going to be like, all right, fine, I'll go sit at home and I'll live off the government like so many other people are doing. I'll start my own business. I'll drive for Uber, blah, blah, whatever it is. But there's a lot of people out there who are going to suffer the consequences. They're going to continue to work. And the country is going to deteriorate. And Joe Biden is doing this right about the same time that the midterm election cycle starts. The midterm elections will start right around the end of January, February. And what you're going to find is a lot of people are going to be running on three things. No vaccine mandate. No critical race theory. And parents getting the, a choice in their children's education. And right now, the Democrats are against all three of those things. You throw in a strong military, a strong border, lower gas prices, lower taxes. And, I mean, you're really looking. There's no way Democrats could win anywhere if they continue down this path. But, again, I think they realize that. I think they knew that Monday night before all the ballots were cast or even counted in Virginia and New Jersey, and Minnesota, and everywhere else. They knew all that going into Tuesday morning, and they had to make a decision. Do we really show this country that we care about them and their opinions? Do we take a look at our situation and reflect and, and do what Van Jones said on CNN? Do we sit back and say, okay, look, we must be really annoying. We're annoying. We're out of touch. We're obsessed with the wrong things. Let's take a step back. Let's go back to the table and let's figure out a way to lead this country the way that they want to be led. Or do we just be like, all right, screw it. We're out. We should just do as much damage as we can while we still have the power. They're going for the latter. No shock, but definitely not something that this country needs right now. And uh, and definitely something that we'll see um, resulting in a, a massive shift of power in 2022. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Got to take a quick break. We do have Fake News Friday coming up in just a few minutes. More of your phone calls. I got to talk about this Joy Reid situation because she's doubling down on the racism too. Instead of inviting uh, Winsome Sears on her show, as requested by Winsome Sears, she continues to bring forward a whole litany of African-American quote-unquote race experts to demonize her and call her a white supremacist. So uh, we'll bring you that here. And just, it's very exciting to watch. A uh, quick break. More of the Mark K Show on the way. Don't go anywhere.
This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. 855-940. Mark is our number. 855-940-6275. Coming up in just a minute, we're going we're gonna to lighten the mood a little bit. Everyone's getting a little heated. Everyone's getting a little heated. Josh already sweat through one shirt. Yeah. What is That's going on? Wait, fact. is that why you changed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, oh, you missed it. You were doing something else. I'm not sure what it was. But uh, Josh got up. I was talking to the stream or I was talking to somebody, and I saw Josh. He got up. He moved to the corner of the studio. And off camera. Off camera, yeah. Off camera, yeah. yeah. It was off camera. No, I mean, you, yeah. It was the right thing to do. Right, yeah. He went, and he took his shirt off, so only I could see it. Thank you for that. <laughs> and I just then wanted to, you know. He changed, uh, he changed into a WDBO t-shirt. I sure did, yeah. Luckily, because, they, they sent us some shirts. And I said, what happened? I thought he spilled something um but apparently he sweat through yeah it's a yeah. toasty 61 degrees here in jacksonville so i was sweating right through <laughs> wow yeah maybe it's a side effect to the vaccine no i don't think so you don't think so no, it sounds or like massive massive madness flop sweat flop sweat flop sweat yeah you don't want flop sweat like from your flip-flops what is flop sweat? Flop sweat toes? is when you all of a sudden like you get really nervous and all of a sudden your body just secretes. Oh, so any time I sweat. sweat. Right. So anytime you sweat. Like five <laughs> minutes before we go live every day, Hannah goes, Oh, I don't feel good. Flop and sweat. And I start breathing like <gasps> Yeah. And I go, We've been doing this every day for years. When are you gonna realize that nobody's listening to the show? Anxiety every day. Eight five five nine four oh mark is our number. Coming up in just a minute, we are going to get to uh fake news Friday, but I want to play this for you because this goes this goes hand in hand with what we've been discussing all day. And probably will continue discussing all year that the Democrats, they don't learn their lessons. The lesson that and the American people, look, you guys are very, very open and honest. If the Democrats are horrible at what they're doing, you tell them. You tell them by going to the ballot box and voting. You go to the rallies for Glenn Youngkin and other people and you say, hey, this guy's great. The other guy's not great. And on Tuesday night, everybody got to see people in Virginia, a blue state, not just Republicans, but Democrats and moderates and people who just a year ago voted for Joe Biden by the by the hundreds of thousands, just saying that guy, uh-uh, we don't want any more of that. We want to go back the other way. And you have now this massive uh, uprising of conservative ideals in the state of Virginia. Well, the Democrats should be looking at that going, whoa. We're doing something wrong, and if we continue to do something wrong, the country is going to get even madder at us and probably take away even more of our positions of power. And that's what you think anyone, you know, sensible would do. Again, not a group of sensible individuals, so they're doubling down, and the media is helping them. Joy Reid... Joy Reid of the... The poop toilet is full! Yeah, she, uh, we went, yesterday we told you, she went on the attack right after the election, rather. I guess it was Tuesday night. But she went on the attack against Winsome Sears, who is an African-American or Jamaican-American. She's a, well, she's actually Jamaican. She's an immigrant. She came here. She joined the Marine Corps. And she is now the lieutenant governor. She's the lieutenant governor of the state of Virginia, the Commonwealth of Virginia. An amazing accomplishment for anybody, but she's a, much like Kamala Harris, a woman, and she's black, she's a double minority, and she's second in command of the entire state of Virginia. And you'd think that would be something that a woman who's African-American like Joy Reid would celebrate, but no. She attacked. These Republicans are dangerous. That this isn't a party that's just another political party that disagrees with us on tax policy. That at this point, they're dangerous. They're dangerous to our national security because stoking that kind of soft white nationalism eventually leads to the hardcore stuff. Right. So basically, let me explain to you what that means. Joy Reid, a black woman from MSNBC, is saying that the the Virginia voters who elected a black woman to be their lieutenant governor are, are soft 
uh, white supremacists. And that's going to lead to hardcore white supremacy. Not really sure. I'm not really sure how electing a black woman to a major political office is uh, is evidence of white supremacy. But again, I don't work for MSNBC. And there's a good reason for that. So um, Lieutenant Governor Winsome Sears was on Fox yesterday and she answered Joy Reid's accusations. I wish Joy Reid would invite me on her show. I'm, let's see if she's woman enough to do that. I'd go in a heartbeat and we have a real discussion without Joy speaking about me behind my back, if you will. So having the newly minted lieutenant governor of the uh, Commonwealth of Virginia invite herself on your show and say, look, if you want to talk about me, talk to me. I'm more than willing to come on. I mean, that's a major get. This woman just made history in the state of Virginia. And Joy Reid, you would think, would invite her on the show and say, all right, great, let's have a discourse. Come on the show. It'll be highly publicized and we'll be able to talk like two rational adults. Do you think she did that? No, she did not. She got some other racists to come on her show, and the two of them talked about how getting a black woman elected lieutenant governor in Virginia is actually the ultimate in white supremacy. Listen to this clown. The problem is here, they want, they want white supremacy by ventriloquist effect. There is a black mouth moving, but a white idea through the running on the runway of the tongue of a figure who justifies and legitimates uh, the white supremacist practices. I don't know what running on the runway of the tongue is. What's the runway of the tongue? But the ventriloquist uh, metaphor is very telling because what he's doing is he's calling... He's calling the brand new lieutenant governor of Virginia, a black woman, he's calling her a dummy. Because you know how what you call the person that sits on the ventriloquist's lap? It's not a puppet, it's the ventriloquist's dummy. He's calling her a dummy on Joy Reid's show. Instead of inviting Winsome Sears on her show, she invites some dude to come on and, and basically insult her even further. But that's not even where he stopped. So to have a black face uh, speaking in behalf of a white supremacist legacy is nothing new. And it is to the chagrin of those of us who study race that the white folk on the other side and the right wingers on the other side don't understand this is politics one-on-one and this is race, not even one-on-one. What's beneath one-on-one? It's the, it's the pre-K of race. Which makes a lot of sense because Joy Reid's show is the pre-K of cable news and her viewers are probably not even, they probably aren't even in pre-k 855-940-MARKERS there's more of this plus we've got fake news friday on the way stay tuned to the mark k show the delta variant of trumpism in other words yunkin uh same disease but spreads a lot faster it can get a lot more places that's right just like this show the mark k show the delta variant of conservative talk radio spreads a lot faster and a lot farther than any other conservative talk radio patriots conservatives everybody listening thank you so much for being here today we really appreciate it by the way one more thing that this that this I, we don't even know that I, I sent hannah on a wild goose chase to find out who this dude was on joy reed show and all she came back was with was uh, what was it? Unidentified it said, male. Yeah, I literally went and searched so many different people because I didn't know any of these people on our show. Sure, yeah. And so I, I searched them in Google Images, and I was like, nope, that's not him. That's not him. That's not him. And then I finally had went through her the entirety of her show. Yeah. And I saw that there were a few unidentified males, and I'm like, it has to be one of them. So unidentified. How do you know he's a male? Did it give his pronouns no, as well? No, but you showed me a picture. But, but I can't assume. You're listen, right. Listen, that right. doesn't mean anything. But he you could, know what? He could be a woman. We could, live in Florida, so we won't get in trouble if I'm wrong. I mean, okay. Uh, I mean, I don't think we would either. <laughs> but okay, so an unidentified male on Joy Reid's show went on and on about, and again, I don't understand this. You have the woman herself. The woman you're talking about has said, I would gladly come on your show. 
reach out to me, and Joy Reid refuses. Instead, she hides behind behind other race experts who, if you ask me, are the real racists who go on and continue to insult a woman who is much more popular, much more effective, and much more successful than Joy Reid could ever hope to be. Here was the last thing he said. You should understand the fact that if you tell black people, look, I support a Negro. Look, there is a person of color that I am in favor of, and that person of color happens to undermine and undercut and subvert the very principles about which we are concerned, you do yourself no service by pointing to them as an example of your racial progressivism. How is a woman who runs for political office to make change and wins, how is that undercutting everything that the that the supposed African-American plight is about? I don't understand that at all. If we say, hey, here's a black woman and we support her and she gets elected and she now has the power to make change, I would think that everybody should be celebrating that. But of course, on MSNBC, on CNN, on these on these poisonous networks that seek to divide and not unite, that is that is the end all be all. I mean, that's the end of the road for them. They can't have people that are successful uh, in the Republican Party be people of color. And in Virginia, there's not just one, there's two. And that's one of the big issues uh, that's one of the big issues they have. I would guarantee you'll never see Winsome Sears, the lieutenant governor of Virginia on Joy Reid's show. I will say this. Uh, you'll hear her talked about a lot by others. But that's what they like to do. They talk about you. They never talk to you. The poop toilet is full. 855-940-MARK is our number. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Fake News Friday. <laughs> yes, very, very, everybody's. Wow, everyone's excited about that. Uh, 855-940-MARK is our number. If you'd like to play, 855-940-MARK is our number. And looks like we've got Jeannie in Arkansas today. Hello, Jeannie. How are you? Hey, Mark. Hey, Hannah. Hey, Josh. Hey. What's hey. well, was... oh, yeah. <laughs> up, girl? You're so excited. We're so excited for you. Oh, I love when they're excited. That's great. It makes it much sadder when they lose, but it makes it really oh. great when they, when they win. So hopefully. Win or lose, I'll yeah. be excited. Oh, that's, that's all. I but love way that. more excited if you win, probably. Yeah, way more. Oh. Uh, you're going to be playing. Way more. Yeah. You're, you're going to be playing against Jerry from Virginia, who's already been a winner this week uh, on Tuesday night. Hi, Jerry. How are you? Yes, I have been a winner. Thank yeah. you for taking me. Absolutely, Jerry. Josh is like, why hey, did he Jerry. win on Tuesday night? Josh will figure it out. Oh, right? yes, yes, yeah, forgive I'll me. I thought he won another prize back. <laughs> and Josh uh, is yeah. like, wait, he can't play two games in one week? That's not fair. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, yeah. uh, Jerry, Jeannie, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to give you headlines. They could either be real news headlines or they could be CNN news. I'm sorry, they could be fake news headlines. And your job is to tell us if it's a real news headline or a fake news headline. And as we all know, it's very difficult to tell these days because the real news seems fake and the fake news seems real, doesn't it? Yes. Yes. Totally. Yeah, totally, totally. Exactly right. Uh, but we'll see how we'll see how skilled you are at deciphering the two. We'll go back and forth. You get a point for everyone you get right. Whoever has the most points at the end of the game wins a Mark K Show prize pack and we're going to kick in a copy of the original vaccine passport pocket constitution available now at originalvaccinepassport.com. How does that sound? But if Jerry that already won, shouldn't I automatically get all the prizes? Wait, see, that, she's what? also confused. Wait, yeah. what happened? Didn't, what? You say, didn't you say Jerry won earlier this week or something? Because he's in Virginia. No. Uh, oh, that winning. Oh, oh yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, guys. So, uh, yeah, Jeannie, happens to the best of us, Jeannie. Jeannie's, Jeannie and Josh are. <laughs> fine, okay. No, I'm Jeannie fine. and Josh okay, are riding okay. the same wave. I got that. All right, listen. So, Jeannie, we're going to start with you, okay? Okay. All right, listen carefully. Here we go. Here's your first headline. Tell us if this is real news or fake news. 
After Joe Biden fell asleep at the climate change summit in Europe last week, 25 Republican governors have reported him to HR. <laughs> After Joe Biden fell asleep at the climate change summit in Europe last week, 25 Republican governors have reported him to HR. Is that real news or is that fake news? I would love for that to be real news, but I'm going to say it's fake news. That is fake news. You are fake news. Nicely done, Jeannie. You got yourself a point. You're on the board. You're, you're, you're killing this game so far. Jerry, are you ready for your first one? I am ready. All right, Jerry, here we go. Listen carefully. Tell us if this is real news or fake news. A USA Today poll finds that the American public trusts the empty podium more than press secretary Jen Psaki. <laughs> oh, man. A USA Today poll finds that the American public mostly trusts the empty podium more than press secretary Jen Psaki. You know, she's been out with COVID for a week. Is that real news or is that fake news, Jerry? Well, I know I trust the empty podium, but I'm going to say fake news. I think if they took the poll, they'd find that to be the <laughs> truth. But, yes, that is. Oh, that fake news. That is courtesy of our good friends at the BabylonB.com. if you want to check that out for yourself. Jerry, nicely done. You got yourself a point. All right, Jeannie, you ready for your next one? I'm ready. All right, here we go. Tell us if this is real news or fake news. An alleged child abuser has been named Teacher of the Year. Oh, God. In Florida. Oh. An alleged child abuser has been named Teacher of the Year in Florida. See, the in Florida throws you off. Yeah, <laughs> anything can happen. Yeah, yeah, You've been like, oh, that. It throws me off. Yeah. Okay. In Florida changes the whole say, dynamic. I'm going to say it's real news. You're going to say that an alleged child abuser was named Teacher of the Year in Florida. That's real news. Well, you said alleged. Well, that is so. true. I did. Okay. It's real news. That is correct. It is real news. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. 60-year-old. Right here in Jacksonville, it happened. The Jacksonville Sheriff's Office said that uh, Caroline Lee was arrested on a child abuse charge Friday uh, at a school here for medical arts. She was pre uh, previous to this incident. She had been named teacher of the year so there you go you got yourself you got yourself a point all right jerry back to you by You're the right. way my my excitement was not about that being true it was just about the fact that i got it right you got it listen, i didn't know that no explanations <laughs> necessary Jeannie. you just do you you're doing great this is thick skin friday yeah thick skin friday all right here, here we, we go. go uh back to you jerry are you ready <laughs> i'm ready listen carefully tell us if this is real news or fake news here we go the Rock, Dwayne, The Rock Johnson, vows no more real guns in his movies, orders much thinner prosthetic arms for next role. <laughs> the, Rock, the Rock vows no more real guns in his movies, orders much thinner prosthetic arms for next role. You had me at the first part, but the last part, I'm going to have to say fake news. You know what? You're very wise. The first part is real. The last news, the last part is fake. <laughs> that is fake news. Oh, that fake news. Yeah, he's going to use oh, rubber. That's fake news. Oh, that fake news. He's going to use rubber guns instead. Rubber guns. Rubber guns. Which, <laughs> which is what I have. I call mine rubber guns. <laughs> Time for the oh. rubber gun shows in town, folks. <laughs> it's like that SpongeBob episode. Yeah. All right. So uh, two to two. This is a, wow, you guys are really, I got to find some tougher ones here. Uh, all right, here we go. Jeannie, are you ready for your next headline? 
I'm ready. Listen carefully. Here we go. The Miami Herald is embracing the fake news moniker by hiring a robot news writer. The Miami Herald embracing the fake news moniker by hiring a robot news writer. Is that real news or is that fake news? Oh, you gave me a tough one, Mark. It's in Florida, by the way. Miami's in Florida. I didn't know if that helped at all or if it hurt. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say that it is fake news. Renee Rodriguez announced October 10th he'd publish his final no. byline at the Miami Herald. He's being replaced by a robot what? to write the real estate report. That's for insane. The, for the <laughs> you are correct. That, that's the problem with news. It's, it sounds like it's fake, but it's really real. That's okay. It's still anyone's game. Jerry, are you ready for your next one? Yes, sir. All right. Listen carefully. Tell us if this is real news or fake news. Here we go. Tucker Carlson, I'm sorry, Tucker Carlson's emergency back surgery last week was the result of him donating his spine to fellow Fox contributor Juan Williams. <laughs> Good. That's not fair. Tucker Carlson's emergency back surgery last week was a result of him donating his spine to fellow Fox contributor Juan Williams. Is that real news or is that fake news? <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say fake news. Are you sure? No, but I'm going to stick with my answer. <laughs> that's the best answer. <laughs> I love your honesty. No. Congratulations. <laughs> oh, that fake news. That is, which means with a score of three to two, Jerry, you inched out a oh. win over over Jeannie. Now, Jeannie, you remember what you said? That you said win or lose, you were still going to be really excited. That's very true because I've tried calling in several Fridays in a row and oh, I haven't yeah? been able to get on. So and you, and it was fun. I had a great time. If you're feeling, you know, like you do sometimes and you just want to give away <laughs> two prospects, I'm here for it, Mark. I'm here for it. Are you really? You'd be, you'd be oh, okay no. with that. You'd be okay with me violating corporate policy and giving you a prize pack as well. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, I would. She's an instigator. Well, look, if you're for it, then I'm all for it. All right, hang on one second, Jeannie. We'll, yeah. uh, Jerry, you hang on one second, too. Uh, Thanks so much for playing. Jeannie, hang tight. We're going to get some info from you. Uh, what? Wow, that was a great Wow, what a great round of Fake News Friday. Quick break. More of the Mark K Show coming up right after this. <laughs> Oh, hi. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. 855-940-MARK is our number 855-940-6275. And man, we thank all the Catriots who tuned in today. We thank all the Catriots watching on our live streams, Facebook, Twitch, and of course, Rumble, where we are. We're just, we're so thrilled. Uh, we're so excited that our audience, it seems to keep growing by the day. And, uh, you know, and we thank Joe Biden for that. Because the thing, when, when Donald Trump was in office, we had a lot of listeners. But now that Joe Biden screwed up the country on the daily basis, we have a lot more. So I may actually, I may actually have to vote to reelect the guy in 2024 if he's still with us. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Speaking of Joe Biden, so the, the goal now is to push through a vote on these infrastructure packages. Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats, they want to get it done today. And they're, they're begging the squad. They're like, look, we need to make this happen. We know that you're progressive, but we've got to get something done. We've been just browbeaten. We've been destroyed this whole week. What happened in New Jersey should never have happened. 
What happened in Virginia never should have happened. What we need to do now is make sure that Joe Biden's really ridiculous, totally overblown and out of touch agenda, we need to make sure that that agenda goes through without a hitch. And that's exactly what they're trying. And the weird thing is that nobody seems, even Joe Biden is like, look, he's convinced that what happened in Virginia the other day, remember when the reporter said, hey, what do you, what do you think about what happened in Virginia? He's like, well, it's just clear that they want my Build Back Better plan. What I do know is, I do know that people want us to get things done. They want us to get things done. And that's why I'm continuing to push very hard for the Democratic Party to move along and pass my infrastructure bill and my Build Back Better bill. Notice how he said we people want us to get things done. So I've asked the Democrat Party to push it forward. Notice he didn't say people want us to work in a bipartisan effort to get things done because now he's just focusing on the one party. He wants to push forward the budget resolution with only 50 votes. He wants to then uh, vote on the um, infrastructure package and he wants to spend trillions and trillions of dollars right the day after people in the state of Virginia, a very important state, said we don't want any of that crap. We don't want any of your government overreach. We don't want your CRT. We don't want your excessive spending. We don't want any of that. But, but I'll tell you what, it seems like Joe Biden is convinced that the only way to get the 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 moderate voters who flip-flopped and voted for Joe Biden in the presidential election last year, but voted for Glenn Youngkin in the gubernatorial this year, the only way to get them back is to continue down the horrible path that chased them away in the first place. I think if we look, think about what we what we're talking about here. People are upset and uncertain about a lot of things. From COVID to school to jobs to a whole range of things and the cost of the, the a gallon of gasoline. And so if I'm able to pass sign in the law, my Build Back Better initiative, I'm in a position where you're going to see a lot of those things ameliorated. That's not actually true. The opposite is the opposite is going to happen. You're going to have higher taxes, higher gas prices. The inflation is going to be through the roof. You're going to have fewer things to purchase. And when you buy them, they're going to be way more expensive and your dollar is going to be less valuable. Joe Biden, again, is lying to the American public, which is really all he's good for now. But, you know, when you, this whole thing with the gas, I'm not even, con you know what, the, ga the cost of a gallon of gas does not concern me. It's the cost of a tank of gas. They always say, oh, the ga price of gas is up. It's $3.29 a gallon. That's great and all that. I have $3.29. What I don't have is $70 three times a week to pump into my tank. You got to look at the big picture. And the big picture is everything that Joe Biden does makes the small scale worse. And when you tally it all up, it makes it bad. Like if you go play golf, if you're one over par on every hole, that doesn't seem bad until you realize you're finishing the game 18 over. Well, Joe Biden keeps hitting balls in the water, folks. We're, we're at plus 36 right now, and we've still got to get to the back nine. That's a lot of golf metaphors for one segment. So we'll take a break and I'll regroup and I'll think of some other sport that I can compare our country to. Uh, 855-940-MARK+. Plus, uh, as far as the progressives go and the moderates go, this whole thing in Virginia, it didn't bring them closer together. It actually pushed them even further apart. So this vote that everybody's thinking is going to happen today, I don't think it's going to happen today. More on that on the way. Stay tuned to The Mark K Show. We'll be right back. This is The Mark K Show. My name is Mark K, 855-940-6275, 855-940-MARK is our number. And man, I'll tell you what, I can't believe how quickly these days go, how quickly these weeks go. We only have a couple of segments left in the show. 
Uh, and we still have a lot of news we got to get to. For example, this vote today. The, the Everybody's saying that this vote may happen today, the vote in the House. And, and Hannah was just asking a question. Somebody on the stream was asking about, uh, you know, why these bills, you know, what's going to happen now with these bills? Are they still going to be filibustered? Can they still be passed? How long do they take? Look, there's two bills. One is the infrastructure bill, and that one has already been voted on in the Senate. It passed the Senate months ago. And the infrastructure bill is $1.9 trillion, and it's for actual infrastructure, bridges and roads and Wi-Fi and, uh, you know, water systems and the ports where the, the shipping containers can't get to, all that stuff. Actual what you think of when you legitimately, when you look up the definition of infrastructure, that's exactly what you look at. It's still exorbitant, but it's already passed. Nothing we can really Nothing we can really do about that. Now, that got sent to the House of Representatives where it's been sitting for two months. And the reason it's sitting there is because rather than pass it, the super far left socialist wing of the Democrat Party led by AOC and the squad in the House of Representatives is now holding it hostage and has been. They said, we're not even going to think about voting on that. We're not even going to pass that bipartisan bill until you pass through reconciliation or some other form our massive $5 trillion plan or $4.5 trillion plan for human infrastructure. All the stuff that we're trying to pass off as infrastructure but isn't. For example, climate change initiatives, paid family leave free uh, community college, all this other junk that has nothing at all to do with infrastructure, but has everything to do with turning the United States uh, into a socialist utopia. And so that's when the moderates stepped in. The moderate Democrats in the Senate said, whoa, 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 you need reconciliation to pass this in order to get your infrastructure bill done. But what we're going to do is we're going to not allow you to do reconciliation. We're not going to vote for it. You need 50 votes. You are not going to get our two. You're not going to get Kirsten Cinema from Arizona's vote. You're not going to get Joe Manchin's vote because they don't believe any of this stuff should happen. They don't believe it's necessary. They don't believe it should be paid for by the American uh, public. They are moderate Democrats that are on the brink of being moderate Republicans. And they've been holding this thing up. And you may remember that they've been threatened you may remember that uh, that kayakers floated out to Joe Manchin's houseboat where he lives when he's in Washington, D.C., and they tried to harass him while he was sleeping. Kirsten Cinema got followed into the ladies' room, accosted, videotaped. She was being berated, and it was on private property. It wasn't in a public forum, and those people were risking arrest and prosecution and whatnot. But this is all part of what Joe Biden calls the process. If you stand in the way of the Democrats and you get berated and doxxed and harassed and followed into the ladies' room or followed to your houseboat, it's all part of the process. And when Joe Biden said that, he basically gave his blessing for it. And by giving his blessing for it, he encouraged it. And what happened just yesterday or this morning, I'm not even really sure uh, which one it was, on TikTok, there was video released of a group of individuals crazy left-wing progressives who don't think Joe Manchin is being helpful, who think that Joe Manchin is in the way of them getting everything they want, which is free everything they want, they went to the garage where he parks and they stood in front of his car. He was leaving for work. They stood in front of his car. They stood behind his car. He slowly started to move because it was his car and he had places to go and he didn't run anybody over. No one was injured, but they released a video on TikTok of Joe Manchin uh, inching forward and them claiming that he tried to run them over. Listen to this. We blockaded Joe Manchin's car and he tried to run us over. By the way, that's that TikTok voice 
uh, simulator, whenever you type something into TikTok, it'll read it out in that woman's voice. And that's why she said Manchin instead of Manchin, because, you know, it's Manchin. I guess phonetically it comes out Manchin. We blockaded Joe Manchin's car and he tried to run us over. Yeah. And I guess that's Joe Manchin laying on the horn. Because, you know, that's obnoxious. And then, and then some girl doesn't even know what she she's saying. Pass climate change bill. That's not even a thing. It's not pass climate change bill, Joe. That's not even a thing. They're talking about budget reconciliation. Pass climate change bill. This is the ignorance of these people. They think that by standing in front of this dude's car, they're going to win him over. They think that by yelling pass climate change bill, Joe Manchin all of a sudden is going to go, oh, these people who clearly are not from West Virginia, these people who clearly did not vote for me to represent them, these people who clearly do not even know how to spell or pronounce my last name probably because TikTok is mispronouncing it, these people want me to vote the way they want to vote because they're standing in front of my car. Joe Manchin is from West Virginia. He's from a mountain state with coal miners. He's old. He's been in Washington longer than these kids have been alive. Joe, Joe Manchin, he stood up to Democrats his entire life because he's so moderate. This guy does not give a crap about 20 kids in red or orange vests standing in front of his Maserati on his way to work. He'll hit the gas pedal, and that's exactly what he did. This is Joe Manchin's car slowly pressing into our peaceful protesters. Okay, Joe Manchin's car slowly crashing into. How do you slowly crash into something? What's happening is the car is almost almost idling forward, and these people are pushing back against it. He's pushing forward, they're pushing back against it, and she starts screaming, he's crashing into the protesters. This is my favorite part. They're chanting, we want to live. We want to live. We want to live. Okay, if you want to live, why don't you get out of the way of a moving vehicle? Because your words and your actions are not lining up with each other. Why do you? Why, why don't you get out of the way of a moving car if you really truly want to live? Uh, but then Joe Manchin, I guess he just they they got out of the way and he drove off to work. But this is the issue: the progressives, instead of coming together, coming to the table with the moderates, they continue to make them the enemy. They continue to demonize them. And it's not just the crazies in the in, the, uh, in front of the car or floating in front of the houseboat or following Kirsten Sinema into the bathrooms. It's the crazies that actually got elected to office. AOC is saying the reason they lost Virginia is because they ran on a moderate platform. And had they run on a progressive platform, they would have won. This is the stupidity of your elected officials from New York City. This is the stupidity of the squad of these young millennial progressive lunatic socialists who are trying to make laws for everybody in this country without any regard for the fact that not everybody in this country is the same and everybody in this country has the right to representation. Joe Manchin, sure, he's a U.S. senator, but he represents the people from, Virginia, from West Virginia and he represents the people that elected him to office. Kirsten Cinema, she represents the people in Arizona. And I don't know if you know this, but Arizona is about as much a red state as it is a blue state right now. 
if anything's purple, it's Arizona. And if any state can be easily flipped in 2022 and 2024, it's Arizona. She represents them. She doesn't care about the people in Ilhan Omar's district or the people in, in AOC's district or Nancy Pelosi's district. She doesn't care about the people that elected Bernie Sanders to office. She's out there representing Arizona. And Joe Manchin's representing West Virginia. And these progressives are representing their own special interests, their own their own greed. And they are they are physically getting in the way of these senators instead of working with them to come together. If they'd run a progressive campaign in Virginia, it would have been over two weeks ago. We wouldn't have had to wait for the results Tuesday night. Terry McAuliffe would have been run out of town on a rail. And to be perfectly honest, he ran about as progressive a campaign you can run in a state like Virginia and still get as many votes as he possibly could. This this vote today, I don't Kevin McCarthy was uh was out doing a press conference today trying to, I guess, get in front of what everyone's saying, a vote that's coming up um earlier. And he said, where is he? I have this clip here somewhere. I'll play it for you in just a minute. But he basically is saying, look, there, even the New York Times, even the, the liberal media is telling you this is a bad idea. And this vote should not come forward. And if you do bring it forward, uh, it's going to fail. It appears congressional Democrats want to do everything possible to continue to make things worse. The vote today is rushed and irresponsible. It just continues to raise the question of a speaker. She more concerned of just being a lame duck, getting on her farewell tour, or working for the American public. You know, it's been said many times that shame me once, shame on you. Shame me twice, shame on me. In 2009, the Democrats got this exact same message from Virginia and New Jersey voters. And four days later, Nancy Pelosi did the exact same thing. Rushed to vote on Obamacare and 63 Democrats lost their seat just a year from then. I would think people would learn from that. By the way, I thought the quote was, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, we, we won't get fooled again. I thought that was the quote. <laughs> All right, Mr. President. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Quick break. More of the Mark K Show coming up. Stay tuned. No time left for Joe. No time left for Joe. He's just an imbecile. Distant roads are calling him. I think he pooped his depends. He's got, 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 got no time. He's got, 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 got no time. Got no time for that jetpack, Joe. Cause the poop toilet's full. Yep. <laughs> that guy is incredible. Is Wasn't that amazing? Isn't that oh, my gosh. No, I know. We get, we're getting some really good open mic messages. 855-940-MARK is our number. If you can't get through, you can always leave us an open mic message. Doesn't have to be sung. It can be just spoken. By the way, over the break, I was able to find the George Bush clip, which was very similar to what Kevin McCarthy just said about Nancy Pelosi. There's an old saying in Tennessee. I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once. Shame on Shame on you. <laughs> if fool me, we can't get fooled again. Yeah. We won't get fooled again, ladies and gentlemen. Nancy 
Nancy Pelosi. She's been in Washington long enough to have seen everything, and she saw this exact same thing happen way back when Barack Obama was president. She saw Barack Obama win the presidency and a year later lose the governorship in Virginia, the governorship in New Jersey. And then she pushed forward a very unpopular socialist program known as Obamacare. And the next year, 60 seats flew out of the House of Representatives from the left side of the aisle and landed safely in the warm and welcoming hands of the right. And it looks like that's exactly what's going to happen tonight. I just love to. I'd like to take musical interludes every now and then. I'm here for it. Yeah, I know. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-MARK uh, if you want to get through. By the way, that's Josh's favorite Journey song ever. Oh, yeah. Big time, big yeah. time, big time. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. 855-940. I love their Stay Way to Heaven uh, remix, yeah. <laughs> let's go to uh, <laughs> Let's go to Paul. Paul's in Orlando. He's listening to WDBO. Hello, Paul. How are you? Thanks so much for calling the Mark K Show. I saw that song live, actually. That was great. Oh, you did? Oh, wow. Yeah, but it wasn't Journey. It was The Who that I saw. So oh, yeah. I missed the Journey one. No, I know. A um, couple of quick things. Yeah. Um, with the, you know, League of Extraordinary Governors suing over the mandates, I think they should, somebody should get together and, you know, on MeWe or some conservative-friendly uh, website, um, social media, and create people suing. You know, if the people start speaking to them, they're going to back down. You know, and on top of the extraordinary governance. The other thing about the extraordinary governance and what they should do is, like, DeSantis should have the Florida National Guard waiting for these middle-of-the-night flights in Jacksonville where they flew them in last time and ship them up to Washington, D.C., turn them right up, have another plane waiting there, put them on that, fly them up to Washington, D.C., bus them to the 1600 Pennsylvania Ave. I wouldn't even do that. I would, you know, where I, I would send him to Wilmington, Delaware. I would send him to Scranton, Pennsylvania, because those are the places that Joe Biden likes to claim yeah. that he's from. I'd send him to Rehoboth Beach, where he spends all of his time. It, you're right about that. It's really interesting because something happened in New York City the other day. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but Bill de Blasio, because of his vaccine mandate for for uh, government workers in the state of New York, it's caused massive walkouts with the sanitation department and the trash collectors union. And the trash is piling up like walls. I mean, it's disgusting what's happening in New York City. Walls of trash are being stacked up because for weeks now, the sanitation department has just called it quits. And so what happened was uh, about two days ago, New Yorkers who, look, they just don't give a you-know-what. They could care less. They don't take it from anybody. They started taking their trash, and they went down to Gracie Manor, which is where the mayor lives, and they started hurling the trash over the fence of Gracie Manor. And I would play you the video on Twitter, but I'm pretty sure it requires a lot of editing. And it's people screaming. I mean, not just one or two people, hundreds of people dragging their trash and throwing them over the fence onto the lawn of Gracie Manor and saying, take my trash to blow you. You're not going to take my trash. Here it is and give it to you. And it's, and it's white New Yorkers, black New Yorkers, Hispanic New Yorkers, Democrats, I'm sure, because that's basically all New Yorkers, uh, Republicans maybe, and they're revolt. They're doing exactly what you suggested. Here in Florida, it's these, these late-night flights that are coming in with uh, illegal immigrants from the border. And look, 
the thing about airports is you've got all sorts. There's federal regulations. There's there's statewide regulations. There are federal property, imports of entry, all that kind of stuff. I don't know if you have the authority to send the National Guard into the airport to demand these planes go back. But I do know that once they leave the airport and they're in the state, uh, it's a whole different ballgame. So we're going to uh, listen. We're going to have to figure out. We're going to have to figure out what's going on with that situation. But I guarantee that if there's a way to fight back, every single one of the governors in the League of Extraordinary Governors is working diligently to do just that. Eight five five nine four zero Mark is our number. Hey, thanks so much for calling. We appreciate it. Eight five five nine four zero Mark. This is Eric in Dayton, Ohio. He's listening on WHIO. What's up, Day uh, Eric? How are you? Yeah, Mark. I'm doing great. How are you? Fantastic. What's on your mind, sir? What do you want to say? Uh, yeah, basically with uh, DeSantis, he was talking about the, um, you know, 15 days to slow the spread, um, flatten the curve, uh, then it's a uh, mask, man. It's just a mask. And I really think that American people are being pushed into a corner. Like uh, John Paul Jones said during the Revolutionary War, we have not yet begun to fight. Um, January 4th is going to be the new July 4th going forward. January 6th. Uh, yeah, I thought it was January 4th for the no. mandate. But. Oh, January 4th for the mandate. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about January. Oh, yeah. God, look at all these things happening in January. You're right. January 4th will be the new July 4th. Is that what you're right. saying? So That's what, what I'm saying. So wait a minute. How is the government enforcing a mandate going to be the new Independence Day? Um, I think the people are going to rise up. Like I work at UPS and people are already talking. You know what? If they're going to force this on us, it's unconstitutional. Um, good luck getting your packages, baby. Oh, man. That, <laughs> the new Independence Day. I love it. Hey, thanks so much for the call. We appreciate it. Listen, we got to go, man. That's a wrap on this week, but we will be back Monday with an all-new episode of The Mark K Show. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll see you then. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401K, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.